commencement speaker selected by the graduation committee in the class of 2004 is a member of the California Assembly representing the 9th District in Sacramento, the Honorable Daryl Steinberg. We're deeply honored to have Assembly Member Steinberg as our commencement speaker. He is himself a 1984 King Hall graduate. He is currently chair of the powerful Assembly Budget Committee, the Assembly Select Committee on High Priority Schools, and a member of senior, the Senior Assembly Leadership. Previously, he's chaired the Assembly Committees on Appropriations, the Judiciary, and Labor and Employment. Darrell serves as a member of the Assembly Judiciary, Housing, and Local Government Committees. He's currently in his third and final term in the Assembly, not due to choice. During his five years in the Assembly, Member Steinberg has authored 54 bills that were signed into law encompassing a wide range of vital public policy issues in the areas of mental health, education, foster care, civil rights and women's rights, consumer protection and public safety, cultural diversity and environmental protection. Assemblyman Steinberg's hard work and dedication have brought him great public recognition in his very first term of office, he earned the esteemed Rookie of the Year Award, as well as awards for most intelligence, most integrity, and best problem solver. He's a King Hall graduate. He has numerous other honors and awards for his work. Prior to his election to the State Assembly, Darrell served on the Sacramento City Council, where he founded Sacramento Start, Students Today Achieving Results for Tomorrow, a free literacy-based public-private after-school program. Assemblyman Steinberg was born in San Francisco. He received his BA degree from UCLA in economics and his JD degree from UC Davis School of Law. Darrell served as an employee rights attorney for the California State Employees Association for 10 years before going into private practice as an arbitrator and mediator. Darrell and his wife, Julie, have two children, Jordana and Ari. It's my great pleasure to introduce to you a wonderful man who is a true public servant and King Hall alumnus, the Honorable Daryl Steinberg. Thank you very much, Dean Pershbacher, for that very kind introduction. To you, to the members of the faculty, many of you who taught me, to the hardworking parents, families, and friends, and most importantly, to the graduates. I want to thank the administration, the faculty, and the students, and especially Jennifer Rodriguez for giving me the honor on the 20th anniversary of my own graduation to deliver this commencement address. I stand before you as living proof that you can get a C-plus in federal taxation at King Hall and still be invited back as a distinguished alumnus. I know how far I have come in 20 years. When I started law school, if I were asked a legal question, I would answer, I don't know. Today, when asked a legal question, I answer with great authority. It depends. <laughs> I contemplated as well how long to make this speech. 
90 minutes, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. And I was reminded of Justice Breyer's comment about a student who told a professor that if he only had one hour to live, he'd choose to spend it in her class. The professor was flattered until the student explained that her lectures were the only thing that could make an hour seem to last an eternity. <laughs> I should stop there. <laughs> Today is a day of great celebration. You are graduating from one of the finest law schools in the country and have every opportunity for success in front of you. You are graduating from a law school that has consistently demonstrated a commitment to public service and to social justice. King Hall's commitment is reflected not just in the name of the building itself, but in the many graduates who select careers in government or public interest law. By far, the largest portion of any of the four University of California law schools. There are many commencement speech cliches that are cliches because they are true. Take great pride in how hard you worked, what you achieved, and the knowledge that you have gained. I applaud those who intend to practice public interest law, but this speech and this graduation is for everyone regardless of what you intend to do for a living. For what you do is not necessarily who you are. There are endless ways, inside and outside, of your job to engage in tikkun olam, the Hebrew phrase for healing the world. I want to spend a few moments this morning talking to you not only about the diploma and license you are about to receive, but more importantly, about the power and influence you have to change whatever you believe is broken about the world. In over 20 years, I have worked representing people who are down and out and in a, in a political system which many people, in fact most people, consider broken. Though there are certainly days of doubt, I come back here to King Hall 20 years after my graduation to say that fundamental change can happen if you open yourself to unexpected experiences. For unexpected experiences themselves are transforming. I get asked a lot these days about what it's like to work with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are you impressed? What's it like to work with a movie star? Well, aside from the fact that I've never seen one of his movies, I never... The truth of the matter is, I never get too impressed with anyone famous because 20 years ago, I met Mimi Jones and Michael Dooner. Two King Hall colleagues, both quadriplegic. Mimi from a bout with childhood polio, Michael from a college auto accident. Both were unable to turn the pages of our very heavy casebooks 
except very slowly and with incredible effort. Though physically so limited, they were the two strongest people I have ever met in my life. I got to know them as a tutor, but more as their friend. I was profoundly moved by their normalcy, their tenacity, and their ability to endure a law school experience that most able-bodied people considered at least a little bit difficult. In my third year at King Hall, Mimi and Mike asked me to help them get a mechanical lift built in the moot courtroom. It was an issue of civil rights, pure and simple. Students with disabilities should not be shuttled off to small classrooms to have their trial or moot court experience. Truth be told, it was a fight. We asked, when will the lift be built? Months went by with no answers until we dug deep. We organized, involved the press, and found the money which supposedly was not available. The lift was built and the courtroom was made accessible for all students. I believe it still is. The experience for me lit a spark. I saw that advocacy could bring real life change for people. And maybe more important, the gift of Mimi Jones and Michael Dooner humbled me in ways that I have remembered most every day over the past 20 years. They both passed away too early in life, but they taught me that the mirror image of disability is ability. It's not what you cannot do that defines your life, it's what you can do. It's not about whether you have obstacles in your way. It's what you do to go through or around these obstacles. It's not about how big and prominent you are. It's about whether or not you decide to use your gifts and your skills to help and inspire others. 20 years later, Though I've had incredible opportunities to work on and legislate in many interesting areas, I still find myself drawn most intensely to the issues of disability which helped define my King Hall experience. My cause is now mental disability and mental health. This November, we are going to the state ballot to fulfill a 36-year state promise to build a public mental health system in California. It is a monumental effort that will help end the cycle of jail and homelessness for the mentally ill, from the homeless veteran who suffers needlessly to the children who do not get the early intervention they need to have a chance at a decent life. As I speak four or five times a week on this subject, I always say that homelessness and mental disability does not have to be hopelessness and inability. People can lead decent and productive lives if only we are willing to invest in helping human beings help themselves. I cannot escape the truth that 1984, my graduating year, is inextricably linked to 2004. One profound experience 
and two amazing people in 1984 led me to an opportunity to help thousands of mentally ill Californians in 2004 and demonstrate again that the flip side of disability is in fact ability. If I had been too busy or distracted to not let two King Hall students into my life 20 years ago, I do not believe I would be delivering this commencement address to you today. Mimi and Mike were at King Hall in 1984 training to be lawyers. In fact, in the most profound way, they were teachers who unintentionally taught me great life lessons. There are teachers everywhere around us. If only we choose to stop and look. I was reminded of this lesson, this 20-year-old lesson, two years ago when I traveled with 50 high school students to 10 cities of the civil rights movement. Our law school bears the name of this country's greatest civil rights leader. On this trip, I met and learned about many heroes and heroines who are not known to the history books. I went on the trip as an observer, and I thought that I would not spend much time with the high school students. In the end, however, this unforgettable experience was made unforgettable because of what I saw through the eyes of 16, 17, and 18-year-old young adults. They began the trip openly admitting that on high school campuses they freely used the N-word and the three-letter gay epithet beginning with F and make fun of fellow students who were overweight and that's just the way it is. After 10 days, after meeting Chris McNair, whose daughter was one of the four little girls killed in the Birmingham church and hearing his story. After meeting with the family of Vernon Damer, who was killed by the Ku Klux Klan because he offered to help African Americans pay the $2 poll tax, even after the Voting Rights Act was passed. After hearing the heroic stories of Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney, after meeting with the leader of the Birmingham movement, Fred Shuttlesworth, at the very spot where children were hosed by Sheriff Bull Connor for demanding equal rights. By the end of those 10 days, nearly every one of those 50 young adults spoke through tears and the heaviest of emotion, expressing that they would never ever talk that way again that they would never be silent witnesses to anyone else being the subject of such words or such treatment. And their lives had changed as a result of an unexpected experience. Unexpected experiences are transforming. Just like my experience with Michael Dooner and Mimi Jones, the young people on this trip opened themselves to an experience that I know will profoundly affect the direction of their lives. I am sure that most of you have very important plans for your futures. I urge you, 
just like the professor who spoke before me, to make sure that your path is wide. Do not define success by just how far you move up. Embrace the possibility that you may and likely will have an unexpected experience that alters your professional or community path. It is another cliche to say, enjoy the journey as much or more than the destination. I do know this. When I was 24 years old and sitting where you're sitting, I could gain perspective about capturing and enjoying the moment only when I read or heard about some tragedy and recognized for the moment, yes, another cliche, that life is short. 20 years later, I still feel that drive and oftentimes the stress that goes with that drive. But now I do not need a tragedy to realize that every day is a gift, that if you hunger for experience, if you allow your heart and mind to be open to possibilities that you could never imagine today, you are in for a great career and a great life. Thank you very much.